Welcome back to the stars made me do it. It's the three of us. You've got me, Mimi, we've got Martha here. We've got Sierra. And today we're talking about Sierra's birthday. It's almost your birthday. Yeah. Almost Um, season. Yes. Almost Sag season. Very, very close. Uh, And so we're going to be chatting progressions and solar return today. So if you're not familiar with those techniques, you're totally welcome to listen to our previous episodes on it, or you can follow along with us here because we're going to do basic kind of overview of the technique as we go, but it's not going to be as detailed as if it were the first ever episode we did on the progressions and solar returns. Yeah. I listened back on, um, last year's episode that we did for my birthday, which was like the first time I ever had a solar chart, solar return chart reading. And now like I'll, I do them. That's like some of the readings that I do. And I love, I love doing solar return reading. So it was really cool listening back on that. And we definitely gave more of a description of what that was in that episode. So for anybody who wants a little bit more of an intro to that, yeah, head back to like this episode last year. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but if you do have any more questions, you can reach out to us on Instagram at the stars made me podcast, or you could even get more astrology content with us on Patreon. And we discuss transits every week of the week ahead. And we also have some exclusive like astrology tangents. So join us. It's fun. Also, can I say that we're like on TikTok? That's a thing that's happening. Oh yes, we are on TikTok. I mean, I, I had to like get off of TikTok when I first got on it. Cause I was too lost in it but i will mm. go just when you put up videos to watch the videos <laughs> i have learned the perfect balance for me and tiktok like what what time of day is the right time for me so that i know i'll limit my consumption of it and it's yeah. always morning because if it's nighttime like all of that uh stimulation before bed not i'm never gonna get off it yeah but if it's morning time, I'm like, I got things to do. I'm just going to enjoy a good little 20 minutes of TikTok and then I can go. <laughs> but yeah, jump on there if you want to see the ridiculous, uh, I don't know, moments that we've had, especially on our exclusive Patreon episodes. If you want a little teaser of the awesome episodes we've been putting up on there, then check the um, check, you know, our reels on Instagram that Mimi's been putting up and TikTok at the Stars Mimi Podcast. Yeah. Shall we do it? I'm excited. Yeah. So Sierra, tell us about like your reflections, having listened to the um, last year's episode and like the predictions. Yeah. Like I, I should have taken notes, um, but was I was listening to it uh, just before and I was a Libra rising Gemini moon solar return chart. And mm-hmm. I love that. I love that that is coming up where right now us being in this Mars retrograde in Gemini. And I just keep saying like, I'm just like understanding like you, yeah, I'm like my husband so much better now because he's got like this natal Mars and Gemini and I'm experiencing it as if I have that right now, I feel like. And so there was just something that I remember Mimi, you said about uh, me having a Gemini moon. And since he's got a natal Gemini moon, you know, relating to him more on that level. And I feel like like that mm. is like coming together like i don't know it's almost my my birthday and so it's really the tail end of that solar return mm. time and i just really feel that more than ever now um and the gemini moon yeah i can i can feel i feel like this was definitely a active and um brain stimulating year for sure and libra rising was just like so on point as far as it being related around relationships and around, um, I don't know, like having to 
be like diplomatic in a way and make sure like as everybody is as happy as possible and and where I fit in versus where other people fit in. And there was some stuff going on with um, uh, Chiron that that spoke to that because it was directly opposite the midheaven, like where I need to stand up for me, where I need to, you know, listen to other people. So it just, yeah, there was a lot of really good things, especially with uh, Venus in Capricorn was right at the nadir and this whole year of working from home. And also I've had just a lot of nadir, uh, yeah, ac- revelations. Activated, yeah, revelations this year. And especially with, um, with family, as far as like both my parents are Capricorns and I feel like I've had a lot of, uh, <laughs> revolution no but um i don't know different different insights as to where they're coming from both of them in relationship to me and so there was a lot of that you know in the home spot like being that capricorn energy so that was i don't know it was all on point and re-listening to it i was like wait i'm really excited because this was so on point from last year like let's i'm ready for this year (laughs) let's see what Mm. it is Mimi, um, have you looked at Sierra's solar return chart for this upcoming year? You did. I mean, I'm a stalker, so I did like a few, like a month ago, <laughs> but I haven't like in this week of preparing for this. Okay. Episode. So now okay. I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Martha. Okay, cool. Because I'm sitting here like, yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, Venus and Capricorn, and Venus would have been the ruler of your. It would have been your chart ruler for the solar return because you're a Libra rising. Um, Mm -hmm. so do you feel like, I mean, thinking about relationships and then Venus, it'd be relationships in the workplace and relationships in the home as well. Exactly. Do you feel like those were super, I feel like that was kind of the most activated relationships for you. Although you had a lot of, um, a lot of friendship things this year too. Like a lot of trips with friends and connecting with people, you know, all throughout the year. And a lot of it was Capricorn energy, you know, thinking about that, but, yeah. I, I mean, even just like traveling with my, my in-laws, you know, I've like two of them are Capricorns mm-hmm. and then we were with uh, my Capricorn parents during that time. And then my friend who I traveled to the U S with recently is a Capricorn rising. And so there was definitely, you know, Capricorn energy, but yeah, relationships with the workplace. Like this was the year that firestorm became a thing. You know, this was the year that the three of us, uh, like I transitioned from having done this with like a family member friend to doing this with two friends. And that's something where it's a different dynamic of someone that you've known your whole life versus people that you haven't known your whole life, but that there's like a different level of excitement and different things that you have to go through, you know? And for my, for like my home just uh with me and Guillaume yeah there's been a lot of we had such a good year like I don't know just I feel like this year has been a theme of we are such a solid unit and it makes me so grateful how solid of a unit that we are and and also with my parents just like realizing our relationship of me as a kid versus me as an adult and understanding them better and having, I don't know, just different perspectives on both of them. Now, I don't, Mm -hmm. I, I see the ways in which I connect to my mom differently, the ways in which I connect to my dad differently and how in, in cool ways they've changed and just noticing in other ways in which they've changed. So I think, yeah, it's pretty spot on for that Venus Capricorn home energy. And Mm. you're right. That would have been my chart ruler. So balancing those relationships and figuring out like 
where do I need to listen to other people's perspectives? And also like, where do I need to make sure that my perspective doesn't get lost in the mix? Mm, Yeah. 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 I'm curious about this aspect that I see in last year's solar return too. You have Mercury in Scorpio in the second square to Jupiter in Aquarius in the fifth. And I was wondering if you felt that at all. Ooh, okay. I need to like think. About yeah. That. Think about it. <laughs> Hold on. Mercury, Scorpio, and Scorpio in the second house. Uh huh. And then that's exactly square Jupiter in Aquarius in the fifth house. Oh, I mean, like, so like investigative learning and processing through things, um, when it comes to values, sure. You know, like figuring out like what thing, like what, I don't know what things are really important to me and like doing deep dive. I've done so much deep diving this year. Mm. Absolutely. That, and I would say it's more like with values and, Mm. um, feeling possessive over your potential income from your like creative pursuit, Mm. not necessarily income, but like your, it's your thing that you created. Yeah. I would say yes and no. I would think it's like a, a needing to release more than yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. possessive. It, it was like a, a transition, you know? Yeah. Possessive is not the right word, but yeah. Feeling mm-hmm. protective maybe. Is yeah. Word. yeah. And Jupiter in Aquarius in the fifth. Yeah. I was just thinking about Jupiter in Aquarius and yeah. in the fifth of, oh yeah. Your creativity, Martha. Yeah. Yeah. The create, like the fifth house of creativity. And then the second house of, um, stability, security, and like, this is what is mine. I mean, it, yeah. Well, your possessions that actually mm-hmm. possess like possessive is the right adjective term. For the it second just house. feels, yeah. yeah. It just feels like accusatory or negative, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. like yeah. feeling, uh, like you have possessed, you have created second house creation, mm-hmm. something creative, which is fifth house. Yeah. Um, and those two things, like feeling that mercury very strongly, like look at how this is mine and what I made. Yeah. And then Jupiter like squaring it and being like, actually open up. And especially yeah. with it being an Aquarius opening up to like other, other ways of doing things and yeah. how creativity can be like expanded upon. Yeah. I think that that was more like a beginning of the year type of thing. Cause I haven't felt that in a while, like mid, I think that was mid this year. Cause I would say it was probably like, Jan- like January, February, February yeah. to June. That feels like a long time away. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like when you talk about the reflection of the year, you're like, well, in the last two months, and it's yeah. like, wait, what did I do before those two months? Yeah. When you were like, I went to the United States with my in-laws. I was like, that was this year. <laughs> <What? laughs> it's like last month <laughs> it's been yeah. a crazy year I will say it has been like I don't know what shows up from last year's uh solar return but it has been a non-stop oh. year of traveling which I know I'm a Sagittarius but um the, your moon was in the ninth yeah there we oh. go yeah I mean it was a non-stop year and I mean it's still continuing but Um, I will say also, as far as like the square goes and like, we're talking about creative projects and things that like value, I think it's a great example of a square where it's like, yeah, there's friction and it's discomfort, but Mm -hmm. really rewarding things come out from after it. Then that's what we always say with squares where it's, you know, even when you're in it, it's like, I know that I need to move through this, but it's really freaking hard and uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. then when you move through it, it's like this podcast has just like expanded. So like incredibly from having the three of us together.
together, which I knew going into Mm -hmm. it, you know, but it's still, it's like these feelings of friction come up with change in a fixed square, you know? And, um, and then also I like totally expanded magical book club into what it is now, which I freaking love and feel like I get to be like, that's a solo thing that I didn't realize how Mm -hmm. I needed a solo thing until I no longer had like the, you know, until I was like an equal participant instead of like the majority of the participant, you know? Mm, And so, yeah, I would definitely say like, that's just a great example of when we talk about square energy, it's like, it's uncomfortable, but like working through it, like makes everything more rewarding, you know? What was your midheaven? Sorry. I don't have this chart in front of me. Uh, Cancer. Oh, again, working from home because it's a Libra rising chart. No, nothing in there. Okay. All right. Libra rising. I should have thought of Tilly's chart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also something to know, and this is a good like movement into the talking about the progressions for the year is that Venus being in Capricorn and you had said like seeing your parents in a new light and it being in Capricorn, the sign that rules the father and in the fourth house, the house that rules the mother. I think of that like Capricorn being ruled by Saturn rules slow progress. Mm -hmm. It rules the slowly but steadily burning like fire. And Mm -hmm. so what I see in your progressions this year, I see again, more movement in your relationship with your parents. And I think because Capricorn and cancer are going to be activated in your progressions, that it is going to be sort of a slow burn. And so it's sort of something that even though you've been dealing with it for the last like year or so, or maybe like six to 10 months, that moving forward, not to feel discouraged just because I thought I already went through this when really what you're doing is getting into the bulk of it. And now you know the, like what you're working on moving forward. Yeah. And and you're just to return to, (laughs) (laughs) um, and just to preface, like your relationship with your parents is wonderful, but just growing up and being an adult and meeting your parents again, as they are adults and you're an adult, it's a process. It's a process for anybody. So it's also um, a, a change relationship of the fact that I mean, not that we thought I was going to be moving back to the U.S., but it's like pretty clear that I'm not. And so Mm -hmm. this just relationship at a distance, realizing that it's going to be a long term thing is Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, it's like because I have such a good relationship with my parents. How do we, you know, move through that when we're, you know, an ocean apart? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to move into the progressions and just a quick overview. Progressions is like a technique that uses a completely different chart. Uh, If you want to know more about it, honestly, please reach out or listen to our previous episode, just because the technique of it is a little bit complicated to get into like quickly uh, and still like honor its technique, honor its, uh, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Honor its essence. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Um, But essentially when looking at progressions, your moon is really important to look at because it's the quickest moving planet. It indicates like what changes you're going to be experiencing the most. And because the moon is such an inner world thing, the progressions, when I'm going to talk about it, because I am focusing on the moon, we're focusing on your internal shifts, your internal basically progress that you're making throughout the year. And I thought that would be cool too, because with solar return, it's more like it's also internal, but you see the external events that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. So your progress moon starts out in Pisces, which it has been since November of 2020. Um, and it's going to continue in the third house. So you already know this, but like Pisces, we're going to have heightened sensitivity, interest in your intuition and the universe's workings as well as your own inner world. Um, 
And I think that it would also add to feeling like less grounded, but on the flip side, there's a huge focus on like your dreams and your, your creativity and how your creativity like flows with the universe. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because November, 2020, I would say that's a good indicator of like that big spiritual awakening and universal growth. Not that you were having not like, not that you weren't spiritual before, but I feel like around 2020, it really kickstarted. That know, was literally you left your old job and like you invested yourself in the mystic. Also, I, it was my Saturn's return. So my Saturn's yep. return happened right like end of October of 2020. Mm -hmm. And then, so what my progressed moon would have been in Aquarius and then it moved into, uh, Pisces right when I was like, I left the, my, the last teaching job that I had and took some time to like, that was literally the first time I ever started doing yoga in my life. How Pisces moon moment of like, really? Yeah. Like that's just perfect. That yeah. Especially when like, when you, I, the way that I think of yoga is like, it's all about breath and it's all about movement with breath. And so that to me is so Piscean of like breathing with the energy, breathing with the universe, inhaling with the universe, making a movement, Mm -hmm. exhaling with the universe and like letting that movement flow through. Um, Martha, I'm sure has a much better way of saying that, but moving on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Also with this progressive moon in the third house, I think there would have been, and still will be a huge focus on like your mental patterns, exactly how your mind is wired and like really that self-discovery being a major factor Um, and learning a lot of new skills, as long as they mentally stimulate you. It's about learning the basics of a lot of things rather than learning everything about one thing, right? Mm. So curiosity, a huge theme for that time and for this time. Yeah. So starting December or now until December, basically your progress moon is going to be sextile your natal moon because it's going to be at 26 degrees of Pisces. Um, I think this is going to give you another opportunity to like explore how you express your emotions or how you express your priorities Mm -hmm. because your natal moon being in Capricorn has priorities like as a basic hardwire priority is important um, or knowing your priorities. Mm -hmm. And then with the progress moon and Pisces, getting more in touch about why those are your priorities rather than blindly just following what those priorities are. Um, And then, yeah, tying Pisces into Capricorn opportunities when it comes to communicating openly with women, because uh, the moon represents women and that including the mother. But I also think it could signify both the parents because your natal moon is in Capricorn. Yeah. You know, um, so I think generally rewiring like old thought patterns in a way that builds confidence in your intuitive self and your physical self, because your natal moon is in the first house of physical self, um, and then intuitive self because your progress moon is in Pisces. So I think it, it's a giving a strong sense of purpose within yourself. And I love that this is during the time that you're in Egypt. I know. Oh my God. I know like all the revelations are going to come up. I'm ready. Yeah, exactly. So then coming up to January, this progress moon is going to trine your natal Chiron. Um, And this is from about August. So it's already happening, right? We have like a 10 month window when these transits are happening, but these are when they are exact. So um, exact in January is 
progress moon is going to be trying your natal Chiron. So you, you are going to be sensitive. That's what I have to say about that. It's going to be a sensitive time, but it's also going to be a really healing time. I think there's, because it's a trying, there's going to be an ease of communication between your subconscious emotion and your psyche. It's not exactly communication with other people. Okay. Because naturally you already have that Capricorn moon. So you're holding your emotions close to your chest. Yeah. But I also think that you may hold those emotions close to not even your chest, like outside of your chest. And you go, we're going to just keep that like right there. It's nice and pretty. Mm -hmm. But with the progress moon being trying your natal Chiron, it's going to be an easier flow of communication with that box and your chest. So you're going to be able to communicate easier with yourself about how you're feeling, but not necessarily through those words. It's a time of releasing the past, including hurt, um, because Chiron is in cancer. I also think this could signify the mother. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get a little break, although those are still active, but, um, in about March, this is when your moon is going to be at 29 degrees of Pisces. So we are at the climax of Pisces. This Ah. like altruistic spiritual (laughs) time. Um, and it's going to be sexual, your North node and trying your South node. So those nodes are going to be activated again. That Capricorn cancer, um, could be your relationship with your parents could be the B-A-B-Y talk. Who knows? Yeah. And then the day that it changes over, this is so exciting to me. Um, <laughs> the day that it changes over into the sign of Aries is March 23rd, 2023, which also happens to be the same day that transiting Saturn enters Pisces, into Pisces. Yep. <laughs> and the same day that Pluto enters Aquarius. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> Get out of Capricorn, Pluto. I'm over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so excited. So I, yeah, it's going to be big because you're shifting from that Pisces energy. So I have like shifting from spirituality to universal energy, to ego, to the energy of the self Mm. from evolution to self image and from empathy to confidence. That's sort of Mm. the shift that I'm seeing with, um, with that, with Pisces to Aries. And I know that this is a transit, but I just felt like it was so important. That is when Saturn is going to be exactly square your sun. So again, that ego being Mm. at play there, being really activated and like conversations with the self about what is most important and what are your priorities. Mm. Um, and even though, you know, the progress moon is going to be staying in the third house it's in Aries, which is the sign that rules your fourth house. Yeah. So I think it's a good lead up, like you're building up to the home and family decisions. And I think that you're going to get new motivation and drive that's going to enter your body because of that Aries energy. Pisces, I can think of as like melting into the wax candle maker right there or melting like an (laughs) ice cube melting into a warm, like into a hot tub. Whereas Aries is the hot tub, you know? I'm afraid to be the hot tub. I'm good with the melting right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> As well, but you're also really good with the melting because this is totally not uh, what I plan to talk about, but transiting Neptune and transiting Jupiter are on top of this progressed moon because those mm-hmm. are both in Pisces. So yeah. yeah, you have gotten really comfortable in this little bubble of like this progressed Pisces moon. Yeah. And it's, it's just like gonna just, sh- it's a big shock Pisces to Aries, big shock. Yeah. Um, but this progress moon is also going to be trying your natal sun. So again, boost of energy, a lot of drive, a lot of motivation. And I think self-expression through creative endeavors, cause that's just so sun and feeling a confidence in standing up and preaching your beliefs to a large p- crowd. 
because we've got 11th house, large crowd, Sagittarius is the preacher and the moon and Aries. That's that confidence and standing up in front of a crowd as well. Woof. Then you get to cruise for about five months. Nothing else is exact. You're just sitting in this energy for about five months, letting it die down. So March is going to be a really big one. We're going to let that die down a little bit, dwindle. And then come August, um, your moon's going to be at five degrees of Aries. So it's going to be trying your natal Venus. Mm -hmm. So romance, heavy time, value, heavy time, finance, heavy time, but not heavy in the way that it's like drudging you down more heavy in the way that it's concentrated parent to you. Yeah. However, because it's a trine, it might not be so obvious that it's there. So it's up to you to make the choices and because of that moon and Aries, it's, it is all about making decisions and being confident in those decisions. Mm. Um, and then let's see, last thing I've got here is come to October, your progress moon is going to be at seven degrees of Aries. So it's going to be square your natal Uranus and sextile your natal Mars. So opportunities when it comes to well, opportunities and friction, um, because Uranus and Mars are such similar energies in a way, even though, I mean, if you think about their rulerships, like they're sextile to each other, Uranus is this frenetic restlessness genius. It's boosting. It's, it's relentless. It is, uh, inventive. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Mars, which is about taking action, being decisive. And so you may be distracted by that square to Uranus. You may be distracted by maybe restlessness or anxiety, or just like constant movement that you don't recognize that the Mars, your natal Mars there is giving you the real opportunity. And that Mm. natal Mars might be a more difficult option, but it gives so much more of a benevolent outcome. Hmm. This is in, this is when that is the last month of this year. So what we will mostly be reflecting on next year. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or what I'll be yelling about next year, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I mean, that Ooh. starts in May, but then it, um, you know, peters out to like February or so. And I use a five degree orb in case anybody is wondering. Okay. Ooh. Mm. I like never have the patience or brain to do those type of progressions. And I'm really excited to hear them mm. because that's something I absolutely don't take the time to do myself. So yeah. that's. Very cool. I mean, if we look at like just the outline of it, it's mostly trines and sextiles. Like it's all of these opportunities. Um, and then you get that jarring change in March from Pisces to Aries. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you continue to have some sextiles and some trines, a lot of sense of purpose, a lot of drive with the nodes and the sun being activated. Um, and then come like October, basically the last month of the year. It's like, okay, hold on. How has all of this stuff you've done making sure that all of the decisions you've made, especially since uh, that progressed moon turns and goes into Aries, how have all those decisions you've made come together rather Mm -hmm. than being a glob of like chaotic choices that were made? How do they relate to each other and how do they connect? Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Martha, give us the real deets. That was literally the most deeds ever. Are you joking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's all inner world. So like, who knows if we're going to see it, you know, it's all going on within yourself. I know. I mean, we'll see it, but who knows if everyone else will see it. The trend trend leads into the solar return chart. Mm. I just want to say, I don't do reading. So this causes me a lot of anxiety, but this is not about me. It's about you, Sierra. So um, (laughs) we're going to do this. I've never done a solar return reading besides like looking at my own charts. So here we are. 
Um, and I'm really excited because what Mimi talked about was everything that I'm about to talk about. So thank you, astrology. <laughs> so inner and outer world are about yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. So wait, I'm going to bring up my notes and I won't be able to see your guys' faces because I wish I had three screens on my computer, but I don't. <laughs> So your solar return chart is really solar return. Yeah, that's the right word. It's so exciting. And wait, before I go into it, I have themes that I wrote down. Spiritual interests, mood fluctuations, um, relationships, and money fluctuations. And those are like all the things that Mimi talked about. But okay, so you are a Sag rising, like you're in your natal chart. Yeah. Sag sun, zero degrees like in your natal chart and your Scorpio moon this year oh. in the 12th, in the 12th house. Oh, and <laughs> it's going to be a good time. <laughs> Martha tells about it. Yeah. Well, the, I was going to say, don't worry. You got people who know what to do with Scorpio energy around. Yeah. How interesting that last year it was Gemini moon. And I'm like really close, obviously, with the Gemini moon. And then we have you to help with the Scorpio moon. And mm-hmm. also last year, my, um, what was it? My vertex was exactly the same degree as Mimi's son. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's like I had Mimi and Guillaume energy influence and we're moving into Martha influence. <laughs> oh, yeah. And our, actually, our moons will be conjunct, like your solar return and mine, um, my natal moon. So that's Ooh. interesting. Wow very tightly like three degrees so anyways so uh yeah so you have a freaking first house stellium of sagittarius just like in your birth chart so going in right into your chart ruler your chart ruler is in pisces your chart really would be jupiter it's in pisces in the fourth house conjunct neptune so i have a bunch of notes here let me just read my notes so i don't get lost um i wrote lots of expansion in the home and in your inner world, spirituality, a big expansion of your spirituality and interest in it, but maybe just in your home, not necessarily shown to everyone else. And I'm saying that because in your third house, you have Saturn. And I feel like that's kind of your community and Mm -hmm. it's just more inner work. And you also have some sixth house placements that I'm going to talk about later. That's showing me that you're not necessarily going to be expressing these like spiritual things to everyone around you. They're more personal. They're more in your heart. Okay. And then when you have Jupiter and Neptune conjunct so closely in your fourth house, it also shows up for me as mood fluctuations. So heavy, um, you think about Neptune and everything that you're feeling and put it with Jupiter, which is all about expansion. So you're going to be feeling the high highs and the low lows. So just understanding when you're going through those fluctuations that you can Mm. come back to the um, like Neptune, whenever I think about Neptune energy embodiment wise, that's when I think, okay, this is time to sit down and like actually feel what's happening in your own body, not kind of like the mental game that's happening. Mm, So when you're feeling those fluctuations, maybe drop into some yoga, maybe go on a run once you get a progressed Aries moon. Cause that's going to help you on the run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Getting physical. Oh my God. Oh, okay. So then an aspect that pointed out like drew me quickly from your chart ruler of Jupiter was that it's squared Mars in your seventh house and that Mars retrograde in your seventh house is in Gemini so your chart looks almost identical to your natal chart like 
Yeah. Because you're yeah, a lot of returns. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So that leads me to exactly what Mimi was talking about in her progressions was those conversations because that Mars retrograde in Gemini, those conversations with people in your household, Mm -hmm. those emotional, spiritual conversations that are going to give you some emotional fluctuation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also when Mimi was like, B-A-B-Y talk, it could be (laughs) stuff like that because that's the stuff that's been coming up for you and your partner with this Mars retrograde. And I'm with that Mars uh, squared to your fourth house that really pops up for me too. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The next aspects that really pointed out to me. So the way I kind of like to look at someone's chart is just what pops out to me, what lines are really heavy and what themes are kind of coming up. Your girl is intuitive. (laughs) (laughs) So the next thing that really popped out to me was that Scorpio moon in the 12th house is in opposition to your North node and your North node is conjunct Uranus. So that's Mm. fun. And that's in your sixth house opposite to the 12th house. So what I wrote about this was, um, in opposition to your North node in particular, it indicates that you have emotional patterns from the past that you, that won't serve you anymore and that you'll need to be breaking, which is very interesting. Cause the last time I saw you, we were talking a lot about Akashic record breaking, uh, belief system breaking. I feel like that's going to lead in to this upcoming year. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting. Yeah. Cause we've been talking about that and it's been, it's happening in your sixth and 12th house, which is like your spirituality and your everyday stuff. So it's might not necessarily be things that other people are seeing, but these are patterns that are in your everyday life. So yeah. I would even bring this to your physical health and mental health, which is the sixth and 12th house. But we've talked a lot of, on the podcast pretty openly that you're going down a health journey. So yeah. I feel like the, mm. your belief systems with that might be coming up. Yeah. Can I comment on that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, the moon conjunct south node in Scorpio in the 12th house. I feel like the universe is fucking with you because they're like, you're going to finally make some breakthroughs in your psyche and you're going to make huge revelations, but you can't hold on to them and you got to let go of them <laughs> and they're going to hurt, but you can't care about it, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. It literally. And it, because uh... Uranus, yeah, Uranus is bringing these sudden revelations. Uh, and I kind I kind of have notes about that too, about how, so not only is your moon opposite North node, but it's also opposite Uranus because they're mm-hmm. conjunct. And when North node and Uranus are conjunct, it's funny because you're like interested in changing your mindset, interested in new ways of doing things, interested mm-hmm. in switching up your daily routine, but it's also really uncomfortable mm-hmm. because that North node is not necessarily comfort. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, let's lean into this uncomfort. So those like breaking of belief systems and those changing of your everyday patterns are things that are just kind of not going to feel super good, but of course that's like how you're going to grow as a human. And that's your spiritual path for the next year. But mm-hmm. I wrote mm-hmm. that too. Oh yeah. And another note that I wrote about that, that aspect, the Uranus North node conjunction was just being like opposite the Scorpio moon is being aware of those emotional fluctuations because that moon is going to come up and want to drown you in overwhelming emotions. And then you need to kind of move away from that and not sit in it because you're Mm. supposed to be moving to Mm. that North node in the sixth house of like, okay, what, um, things have I learned over the last 
two years with my Pisces progressed moon that have taught me how to deal with my emotional and spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful because um, that 12th house being your intuitive self, it's like a detachment from your intuitive messages. Like it's not about you, it's about the message kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So instead of holding on and being like, this is about, my life. It's like, it's so it's the collective. It is about your life. It's about everybody's life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that a lot, especially with the opposition to Uranus where you were like, it's Mm -hmm. about everyone's life. I don't know. Uranus screams. It's about everyone. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then things I didn't really write a heavy amount of notes on because I just wanted to focus on the big aspects. And I didn't know how long that would have taken me to say is, um, Mimi was also talking about in August, an aspect happening. Will you, uh, with money wise and like value wise. Yeah. So the progress moon is trying natal Venus. Okay. Well, you have Pluto sitting in your second house this year. Mm. So that screams to me, a change and, um, a rethinking around your values or even your income and personal income. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, um, yeah. And then I actually, I wrote an extra bonus. Uh, your inner world is an interesting one because it's in the fifth house here. So your nidir and your IC in whole sign house system isn't necessarily in your fourth house or 10th house for the mid heaven. Mm-hmm. It can change with whole sign. So it's actually moving into your fifth house in Aries. So your nadir mm-hmm. this year is a fifth house Aries nadir, which is in your house of creativity, but your nadir is exactly conjunct or almost exactly conjunct Chiron. So I feel Mm. like your world with expressing yourself, um, Mm. creativity, creatively, 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 (laughs) even if you have a B-A-B-Y talk, um, you're going to, that's going to bring up a lot for you. Yeah. I like that. The word baby is a dirty word. Yeah. It, it it still is a little bit. So thank you. It's an intimidating word. Yeah. 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 It's not a dirty word at all. Anyways, I just, I liked that your Nadir was in the fifth house, like on Chiron. Mm. How interesting. Yeah. 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 Healing, healing through that, like vulnerability. Mm. Yeah. I just, the full overload of that solar return chart. I just feel like your spirituality is going to, is the catalyst of this year. Also like that Saturn, uh, not Saturn, Sagittarius stellium in the first house. Like that's just yeah, that thought process let's, up for me. Well, let's talk about that. Cause I, I mm. did just open it. I was like, I need to follow. <laughs> I need a visual when Martha's talking because otherwise I can't <laughs> absorb anything. I agree. Um, but your Venus and Mercury are both exactly at oh, seven degrees. Yes. I wrote notes on that actually. Wait, I figured and, you did. <laughs> and I was thinking about numerology when I saw that, cause seven in numerology mm. is all about spiritual life path. And the and fact that's that my life kind of path, like, and they're both mm. exact and it's your life yeah. path. I know that's yeah. what I thought when I saw that, I was like, yeah. oof, the way you're beautifully going to describe your spiritual path and healing of this year is going to be important. Preaching. <laughs> <laughs> this is when Sierra just like becomes a member of clergy yeah. and starts preaching. <laughs> If I haven't told you what, um, this is my last episode actually on the podcast. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah. Oh, man. And that's conjunct your ascendant. Yeah. How you're showing up to the world mm-hmm. or how you're approaching the world. 
Venus like, and Mercury talking about values. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Communicating wanted, priorities. Yeah. Go on. I wanted to talk about how you have a de- zero degree sun in your natal chart, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the solar return chart. So I just feel like this year is important. Hmm. Well, the and solar return is always going to yeah. be the same degree. It's always going to be the same for solar return. That's the point of oh. the solar return. Oh yeah. I'm so stupid. <laughs> but I don't know. The fact that it's zero threw me off. Oh yeah. Wait. Yeah. Oh my God. Also, <laughs> you're having a 33 year, right? You're turning 33? Next year. Well, oh, I'm, fuck, I'm you're turning 32. I'm about to be 32. Yeah. Oh, you threw me off with your Instagram story. Because you said, called yourself 32. I said story. I called myself almost 32. Oh, okay, wait. I was thinking yeah. I'm moving into a 33 year because, like, yeah. I feel like that's a special year. 33. Yeah, yeah. you're no, almost there. So. <laughs> next not year, not quite special yet. <laughs> next year, I'll be turning 33 on 11:22, so that will be a yes. special year. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you can go into the perfection, and you're going to be going through a ninth house perfection year. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which whole is... sign wise, that's ruled by Leo, so it's going to be the Sun is your ruler. So Sag. any aspects being made to Sag your son. Sa- oh yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. it's a ninth house perfection year oh, yeah. ruled by the sun, which is Sag. Wow. Yeah, for sure. So if you thought you traveled a lot this year. Yeah, <laughs> so fuck. let's just like, as soon as I turn uh, 32, I'm literally like hopping on a plane to Egypt. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say that confirms yeah. Um, especially if we do it by the, um, the method of looking at each of the houses by months of the year and mm. looking at like that first chunk of the year, uh, I'm assuming would be like in the first house, at least in like the mm-hmm. solar return, uh, chart where, okay, Venus, Mercury, Sag and sun and ascendant, bam, here's like going yeah. to going to this place that the, they've never been before. Like, I don't know. I feel like traveling for me, like traveling to the U S U S and France, like back and forth, like America, like at least, you know, uh, Western Europe, that to me has become third house travel as opposed to ninth house travel. Mm-hmm. Like it's much, you know, and, but this is like going to Egypt. That's like country continent. I've never been to, and something that has been like, a on I don't know on the bucket list since I was like a child so mm. I feel like that just really hits with the starting off the solar return year strong with Sag Stellium let's do it <laughs> yeah let's do it yeah. <laughs> for sure wow um wait let's reflect on you just had an eighth house perfection year how did that show up for you Ooh. ruled by the moon I really feel like just like as basic as possible I just felt really into the moon this year you know, Mm. like I, I paid a lot more attention to what day, what sign the moon was in every day. Like, that's just Mm. something where I just felt very, I don't know. I wasn't even doing like putting moon water out or doing that like all year. Like that wasn't, that wasn't a theme all year, but I just felt like very connected to like, oh, well it's this moon today. So that's why I'm feeling this or, oh, well it's this moon today, blah, blah, blah. So that's something we're just moon wise. I felt related to, um, dealing with, yeah. I mean, moon related things like emotions. Sure. Uh, mother talking with, you know, my mom about things and mm-hmm. how like we're evolving. Sure. Um, eighth house. I don't know. I guess, I guess as far as diving into some past life stuff, 
that's something which is very eighth house ruled. And I've been like, yeah, going through trying to, you know, for those of you who are past life believers and like know about like the Akashic records and all those things, I've I've definitely been diving into that and trying to break some of those like things that are no longer serving me, which feels very eighth house. And, mm. um, and that definitely deals with, um, you know, I've got my like natal Chiron in the eighth house too. So mm. also yeah. thinking about the eighth house being your joint finances or just like joint resources, you and your partner have really been working through like both of your careers and your incomes mm. and how that's shifted over yeah. the last year or so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also like with inheritance, like mm. I'm an only child of a Capricorn Capricorn who is just like, you know, sold their business that they started from nothing. And like inheritance is something that has been talked about a lot, at least this year, you know, mm. um, it's been a topic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But ninth house, I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm down for again. Uh, yeah. God, yeah, fuck a lot. yeah. The shift I'll from Scorpio to Sag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think God, that like this- isolation, man, with the Moon in the twelfth and Scorpio, I feel like isolation, but not through like anybody else's doing. It's by your own doing, like wanting that isolation or yeah. feeling separate from others. But again, it's that like sense of detachment. I'm putting a prediction out there that whatever I'm going to see and experience in Egypt is going to kickstart that Scorpio moon, uh, for, for sure, where I'm going to feel like I'm having a lot of revelations, having a lot of, um, I don't know, like need to process things on my own internally. I just feel like Mm. that's going to be Martha's making a face. I'm just like, welcome to the dark side, honey. (laughs) (laughs) yes where your own internal like searching takes over Mm. I don't know I I'm sure I'm gonna understand it more but I do think that obviously not to a Scorpio moon level but I think I there's some sort of combination of um Capricorn moon and Mars retrograde like the amount of internalizing things that I do have going on normally is pretty strong but I know it's going to be like nothing in comparison to like Scorpio moon, as far as like even just the subject matter in which I'm going through and internalizing. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll mm. see. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, Martha. <laughs> ah, so happy Buckle birthday, up. It's good. Sierra. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't change it. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm really excited to listen back. Thank you guys for investigating my uh all my birthday things and I'm excited to listen back. Like just like at like this point. It was really cool that that's something that we do for our birthdays and and that's something where I guess people listening get to A, I guess get to know us. I remember what we called Martha's episode exposing Martha. That was yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I also think like talking about the aspects and like, even if you don't relate to the solar return chart, even if you don't relate to like the progressions at all, like if those aren't relevant to you, those aspects that like the definitions of these aspects are still relevant to everybody when, if it comes to transits, or if you have like natal Mercury square, your your natal moon, you know, these Mm -hmm, aspects mm -hmm. that we've talked about today are still relevant. If it's in your chart, you know, take Mm -hmm. what resonates. I love that my solar return chart has so many 
of the same placements as my natal chart. Even just the fact yeah. that I don't know if this is the first time since I was born, but certainly it's it's not more than like the second that where Mars has been retrograde in Gemini and that that's happening in my solar return. Whereas that's my natal chart. That's a big one for me. And, mm-hmm. uh, last year, last year, yeah, it was different for like, uh, I had Scorpio Mercury and Capricorn Venus. And this year we're back to Sag and Sag, which is my natal, you know, Mercury and Venus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and yeah, I just find that really cool that those like three major, you know, uh, personal planets, let's say, are all in their natal. So, and that's almost like, I would read that too. Like, I guess if I was looking at somebody else's is that when so many things are the same, it like all the things that I'm going through, like I'm going through them as myself, you know, as like the energies that I'm used to having too. And mm-hmm. like, it's going to be different aspects, but this year was a lot of like, you know, maybe learning new energies of Venus, learning new energies of Mercury, learning new energies of, oh, where was my Mars last year? I don't remember. Um, I don't know. That's okay. Know. But, um, oh, probably Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. Cause, uh, yes, Capricorn. I remember okay. last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just really interesting that this is a year. It's almost like you are, really experiencing life as you've, as you're normally experiencing it. But then these things that are different, you're going to really get to focus on using like the, the comfort of the other, of like the placements that you're already really comfortable with to go through the other things that are Mm. shaking things up. It's like you're finding an alignment with self, but there's that added moon and Scorpio being like, here are, instead of just being like, Oh, I'm finally feeling aligned. It's like the moon is also saying, here's how you were not aligned so that you can prevent that in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess only time will tell. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure to wish Sierra a happy birthday or a happy solar return on the 22nd. 22nd. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the day it goes into Sag. Like, you know, it's, uh, so we will happy birthday to me and happy Sagittarius season to everybody. And I love, I love sad season. I love all this, uh, fiery and mutable too. you know, energy that we're coming into and mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Yup. Yeah. Well, Sierra, why did we talk about your birthday today? Because it's my birthday and <laughs> <laughs> the stars made us do it. <laughs>